Orange's Orange or Browns podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Smith, and with me, as always, Browns insider Jeremy Powell. Jeremy, Browns have fired head coach Freddie Kitchens after going 6-10 and 10 in his first season. What say you? Wow. They fired Freddie? Crazy. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I feel bad for Freddie. I, I almost think the Browns put him in an impossible position because he really wasn't ready. But then again, you know, I also understand why the Browns did it. Because if you remember at the time, the fans were clamoring for Freddie. Remember? I mean, it was a, if you would have done a poll at the time, it was probably 95% five. And I got to be honest, I think this is worst case scenario for the Browns. I think the last thing they wanted to be doing this offseason is getting another coach. You know, they got the new uniforms coming out. There's probably going to be an announcement about the stadium project that, you know, a long-term project, but that's probably going to come out. The last thing they wanted to do was to be doing a coaching search, but I'll give them credit for this. At least they, you know, acknowledged their mistake and they moved on from it quick. I don't know if you saw the quote. It's obvious. I, I joked that it was Todd Munkin talking. It probably was Todd Munkin because that's how this works. And then later in the article, Mary Kay actually goes on to say, <laughs> to sing Todd Munkin's praises. So it's pretty obvious her source, quote unquote, is Todd Munkin. But let me read this. Meanwhile, one league source told Cleveland.com that Kitchen's game week preparation was the worst they had ever seen in a long career in football and that he never had a handle on the offensive process either during the week or on game day. Okay, that was a quote from Mary Kay's article she wrote tonight. Um, And then she goes on the next paragraph to talk about how Todd Munkin wasn't given a fair shake. So this is Todd Munkin uh, trying to save himself, okay, leaking this right away. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Yes. Um, but th- that right there is it. I've, you know, how many times did I tweet that Freddie Kitchens did not have the requisite experience to design an offense? And that's what he had to do. You know, a lot of times when you bring in an offensive coordinator who's been doing it for years, he has a big giant book with his offense, right? Yeah. But Freddie never, never did that. Freddie was hired as what to start last year? Running, back running backs coach. coach. He did not have his own offense. He did not have a, des- you know, a designed offense. And what did you know? I know you hate Bob Wiley, but what did Bob Wiley say? It was Ken Zampezi that was designing the game plans after they fired Haley. And really it was Haley's offense they were running. Remember Freddie even talking about extensively how he went to all the players, asked their favorite player plays in the playbook, and then he put those into the playbook each week. Remember that whole thing last year? Yeah. So Freddie brought in Todd Munkin. And remember there was rumors right away that they weren't getting along. Remember that? It, it yeah. wasn't working well. They weren't able to merge their offenses together. Um, and, and and I talked about on here, you know, four or five times and on Twitter that Todd Munkin, it seemed like, was taking little subtle jabs at Freddie and whenever he had press availabilities, right? Yeah. Um, and they were never sounded like they were on the same page. You know why? Because they were not on the same page. And I'm sure a big part of this and I do not blame Freddie for this because he knew this was the opportunity of the lifetime and he wanted to go down if he was going to go down he's going to go down doing what he wanted to do so I'm sure and you remember how uh how truculent and how uh um I don't want to say bullheaded but how stubborn Freddie was at his press conferences whenever they'd bring up him not calling the plays or yeah. you know not doing th- maybe take it until the last couple weeks he had been completely stubborn about everything he wanted to do so I think it comes back to this. And I haven't really heard anyone else talk about this. The fact that I don't think Freddie was capable or ready to design an offense. 
and that's what he had to do. And it wasn't all his fault. You know, they, the, the talk about uh, the analytics people wanted Stefanski and, you know, Dorsey and them and, the, and probably the ownership because they because I think Jimmy has a tendency to listen to the fans, which is something he's probably going to have to stop doing. Because, you know, what do they say? If you listen to the fans pretty soon, you'll be sitting next to him. Uh, you got to stop. He's got to stop listening to the fans. Um, but Stefanski has been an office coordinator for multiple years. He has his own offense, right? Freddie literally was never an offensive coordinator going into a season before he became an NFL head coach. And that's just obviously a recipe for disaster. Um, and I show Freddie's a great guy. You know what? I'm going to give, I feel bad for Freddie. I think the video that was posted by channel three was wrong to film him leaving the facility like that. Give the man his privacy. This is, you know, his work. And, and, and I, I understand the argument that he's going to get eight or nine million dollars for the Browns. Don't weep for him. But still, this is, you know, when, when you're in this position, you're not thinking about the money. It's about that was your opportunity that you had dreamt of. And it'll never happen again. Freddie Kitchens will never be an NFL head coach again. You mark that down. He'll get a job as a running back coach because all these guys do because they all have all those networks across the league. You know, he'll be something in the league again. He probably won't be doing cameo videos with Hugh Jackson next week. I think he'll probably have a job as, you know, running backs coach, whatever, uh, eventually again. But it's just – he was set up to fail. It's sad. No one wanted this uh, ending to the season. No one wanted this to be this way. The Browns definitely did not want this to be. But I give the Browns credit for realizing the mistake, taking it head on, and, and getting this nib now where they still have a window to win for the next few years. I knew we were in trouble after, <laughs> after the bye against New England. Um, whenever we put up that crap show – at Gillette Stadium, uh, every week, Jay, seeing things I've never seen before from an NFL head coach, the Seahawks yeah. challenge fiasco at the end of the half. I'm just trying to jot some of the stuff down. Patriots, fourth down penalty just to go for it again. Um, Broncos, 12 men on the field when they're downing it at the half. Bills tricked into calling a timeout at the end of the third quarter. Bengals, 10 men on the field on third and goal. Like, dude, that is why you yeah. don't have a job, and it's 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 nothing against Fred. I loved how he like accepted responsibility, and time after time this season, I would I would say, man, Freddie's like I like how he protects his players. He doesn't call anyone out, unlike Munkin did a couple times, right? I mean, yeah. as a coach, he says things that you you want to hear as a player. Um, it just somewhere along the lines, um, obviously, it was behind closed doors in his game prep, uh, just could not execute. Um, players grew really tired of, of the same old routine. And uh, I, I was ready for this to happen about five weeks ago, Jeremy. Um, I think yeah, you, I were you were as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, I, you made it very clear that you wanted Freddie gone for a, a fair amount of time now. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I felt like we were on the first ones to kind of hammer that early. Like we, we kind of saw this, like, dude, th this guy can't cut it. Um, I, I don't blame Baker. I tweeted out today. I want to buy everyone's Baker stock. I'm still hundred percent on board with Baker. Um, I, I think the, the six and 10 season, uh, falls solely on Freddie kitchens and no one else and his inability to, um, design a weekly game scheme and a game plan mm -hmm. for, uh, the players to do the best against the opponent's weakness. What do you say? That's not what we do. We just play football, bro. That that's professional football, man. Like th that's what you, that's professional football. Um, solely rests on on his inability to coach, and the fact that we had two thousand yard receivers and almost NFL's league leading rusher, and we're six and ten. I mean, he he he'll say that to to save his job, but really, what he's doing, he's just damning himself, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so th they have done. They didn't waste any time. Jeremy, his end of game presser was 
one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. Not only did, <laughs> did it look like it was filmed in an eighth grade like English project, um, just like terrible backdrop. I don't know what they're doing in Cincinnati, but it did not look professional. Um, it had like a pr- printer paper, like Matt Scott. Well, I've told paper. you many a times that that's the cheapest organization in sports. Bro, uh, and then was, the Oakland A's are notoriously cheap. Like, Remember what I said a while ago that they are literally the only team. It's the only team in the Northern Hemisphere without a indoor practice had, facility of their own. It it's had like shocking. porn star movie like lighting. <laughs> um, it was it was awful, and he was like, he didn't know what to say. I mean, what what's he going to say to those questions? Dead man walking. Yeah, it it was one of the most. You know like, what though? I think he honestly was taken off guard. You know, I don't know if you saw that Ian Rapport said he talked to him on the phone and he was shocked. Devastated. Yeah, most yeah. yeah, you know. So I think that he was taken off guard. And that's just I mean, I I do feel for the guy. He's clearly a good guy. He's a family man. He's been through a lot of tough stuff. Sure. But this is a big boy business and this stuff's gonna happen. And you know, Freddie will land on his feet. So but um, I think that points so you to your problem, guy. man. Like if, if yeah. you're so aloof to the fact that this should not have caught you off guard. Like, yeah, they might not have pulled you aside and said, Hey Freddie, you know this things that work out. I got to be careful about your job. Like all he said was they've told me to do my job. I understood yeah. it. Like they, they never warned him that this would be the end of his job. But they shouldn't have to. No, like, he should know. I mean, it's a bit, yeah. and he did. And I mean, he might've been blindsided by it, but I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's thinking, look, it looks like we're regressing the last three weeks, two of the weeks against not great teams. Lost four um, of the last five of the playoffs. Four of the last five in our, like we, it was our own, just like, we could have made the playoffs if we went like three of five or four or five. Yeah. Like, that, that's on us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had, we controlled our own destiny for a little bit there. And, um, and you know, he, it, it, he may have been blindsided, but he probably in the back of his mind had to know that, look, the NFL stands for what? Not for long. Right. Um, so God. if you, it's, what have you done for me lately? Jeremy, and, can you uh, imagine him running an NFL draft? Oh I mean, my God. no. I mean, he's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, hey, but now guess what? We're on to the next thing, right? So this is just where, if there's one thing that us Browns fans are experts at, it's coaching searches, right? We've been through, <laughs> we've been through more than any organization. This will be uh, Hasm's fifth coach in eight years as an owner. I yeah, mean, let's it? just hope, you know, and I think, you know what I think, Chase, going forward, they have to, they absolutely have to hire somebody who is respected by these players. They cannot bring in a guy to be their friends like they did with Freddie. You know, Freddie was Baker's friend. Freddie wanted to be, you know, but they have to bring in someone that the players respect. You don't always like the people you respect, right, at, a, at, at, at that kind of friendship type level. So it's got to be – I think it's got to be a guy with head coaching experience, a guy that has respect around in the league, a guy that has some gravitas. And, uh, you know, who I think that would be is probably different than you, who you think it would be. But I think Josh McDaniels is that guy. And especially when you look at the way that guys like o- Odell Beckham Jr. just slobber over Tom Brady, right? Yeah. You know, just Tom Brady the goat and all this stuff. And even Baker Mayfield. And, look, Josh McDaniels flying down right before the draft and spending a day and a half with Baker Mayfield. Um, there's already – I shared a report yesterday out of New England that said there's only two jobs Josh McDaniels would consider. And this was, this was an NBC – uh, NBC Boston, and he said it's the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland Browns are the only two jobs he would consider, just like last year he would have considered the Cleveland job. So I think that if that's not already in the works, I'm sure there's already been fillers out to agents, and uh, they're talking about it. But I think it's got to be, if it's not McDaniels, McCarthy, it cannot be 
coordinator guy. I know that's what's in vogue. Find, you know, next level. That's, that's not what the Browns need. The Browns need someone who can manage egos because there's a lot of egos on this team and there's a lot of talent and the Browns need someone who have, who has experience do that, doing that, who's universally respected by players. I mean, Ron Rivera would be a guy that's like in that same mold. Now, I don't know that there's rumors that that deal's already done with the uh, Redskins. He's heading there possibly, so we'll find that out tomorrow. Um, but that, you know, that is the kind of guy the Browns need. You just can't do – this is not a situation where you can bring in unproven coordinator guy. You just can't. So you bring up a couple of good points. I agree. I think Josh McDaniels, um, he's my front runner. I think he actually might um, be a dark horse in this whole thing. I know people are gunning for Mike McCarthy. I think Ron uh, – I think Riverboat Ron, he's going to D.C. Um, I think that's pretty much a so done too. deal. Um, but I, I agree, man. I think OBJ, I think the way that he loves that, I think, uh, uh, McDaniels love a baker in the draft. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, the past couple of years he's, he's teased, he's been teasing a lot of teams kind of left the Colts high and dry a couple of years ago. Um, but I think this is really a job, um, that, that he's been maybe waiting for the right time. I would be okay with Mike McCarthy. Jay, I want to throw a couple other names out to you. Uh, get sure. your reactions. Bill Cower, I've heard the name a couple times. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would. I doubt. I mean, at this point, what, he's he's been out of the league a long time. I mean, maybe it's a Gruden situation where if he gets complete control, but then you'd have to clean house with Dorsey. I just don't see. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it if he's if he wants to, you know, because he knows what it takes to win in the AFC North. He's a physical coach. Um, he's universally respected, so he checks a lot of those boxes I just don't think that he would want to but hey if he does um, I think that like I said that would require probably a pretty big shakeup though with Dorsey Jim Harbaugh you know what's funny is I've heard that mentioned a lot um, wouldn't that be something Jim and John and the same and then you could maybe start getting them straight Chase going forward <laughs> yeah right I just, <laughs> I just had to google which Harbaugh it was just a second ago right that name Jim Harbaugh yeah. Jay what do you think is you think there's a possibility? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's he checks all those boxes as well, right? He's he's uh, he's a, a super. He's never won a Super Bowl, but he's been to a Super Bowl as a coach. Got um, he's respected by players. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, just to, I think that I think that if he wanted to come back, I think the Browns would consider it. Urban Meyer. I I would be all right with it. I know it's it, Urban Meyer, as I found out the other day on Twitter, is a polarizing figure, which I did not realize. You either love Urban Meyer or you hate Urban Meyer. You either would love the idea of Urban Meyer coaching the Browns or you hate the idea of Urban Meyer coaching the Browns. I just can't believe Urban also, I love Urban. He's got that swagger. He's got that cocky, subtle cockiness, right? But I just don't think that he would risk his legacy on what's – with with a job that let's be honest is a risk right and i don't think that i think urban cares a lot about the fact that he has won everywhere he has went right from bowling green to utah to florida to ohio state he's turned every program he's ever touched into a winner and i think he'll look at the browns as just too risky for it kevin stefanski i don't think they'll do it i know that he's probably got a bunch of fans in that front office including paul de podesta who probably has a lot of say right now um um, but I just don't think they can do it. I think it's too risky at this time. You can't hire unproven coordinator guy. You just can't do it. Matt rule. No, he's already said he's not, um, according to our buddy, Mike Lombardi, he's already said no. Mike Lombardi making noise before the game. saying yeah. that Dorsey was also, like a, I think he's, he's just, a he little didn't fall. say that specifically. 
he said that there could be bigger moves than just the coach. But now that's being reported by a few people that they're going to change the organizational structure and that Paul D. Podesta might be the the uh, layer just below Haslam and and Dorsey might be reporting to Paul D. Podesta. Jay, why? So, why do we do this, man? Why? I don't know. Why? Well, because look, the, all the reports say what are the last two big moves that Paul DePodesta wanted? He wanted Sean McDermott over Hugh Jackson. McDermott has been a success in Buffalo, right? Two playoff two of the last three years. Yeah. Um, and he wanted Kevin Stefanski last year, and he did not want uh, Freddie. So, I mean, when you start hitting things right, that's what tends to happen. All right, Bob Wiley. Why don't we just hire the freaking guy? Why not? Yeah, hut, 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 that belly bounce. Let me see that belly bounce. Um, um, no, Bob, I know. But here, here's, here's a name that you probably don't have on your list that I would absolutely consider, and I think that he would absolutely command respect, is Jim Caldwell. Um, Jim Caldwell is a guy that, that – I, I, and I understand why you're saying no thanks. However, he's a guy that the players would respect, and he's got a lot of respect around the league. And I think he's a guy that OBJ and Jarvis respect. So I think Jim Caldwell, I think you're going to hear his name. I haven't heard anyone else say that yet, but I think you're going to see his name pop up as a potential candidate. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I, I just don't think that's a big enough splash. I think they want to not only make the right hire, but make a, a kind of like a – make an echo across the league, a la a Bill Cowher or a Mike McCarthy or a Josh McDaniels, those, those kind of – or a Jim Harbaugh. It kind of has a little bit of – fan clout with it i just think jim caldwell um i mean that's like watching paint dry i don't know i just think it's sure yeah but you know what a steadying influence might be exactly what they need right a a steadying influence that's a guy that people respect a guy that knows how to handle game situations uh you know i'm not saying i'm not advocating for hiring jim caldwell just don't be surprised if you see that name pop up let's just say that well, let's kind of keep this theme going. Uh, been some other reports that some players might be on on the out as uh, a member of the Cleveland Browns. Some p- people uh, believe that Christian Kirksey could be out. Um, Joe Schobert, a person that uh, I've come around to a lot. Uh, yeah, you know what? And it's funny. Uh, people did like the full 360 on Joe. Now there's an awful lot of talk that, eh, let's go ahead and let him walk. Yeah, it was. He stinks. He's good. He stinks again. And then uh, my boy Njoku, um, maybe his his last ride with the Browns. Jay, uh, what are your thoughts on on those three players? Well, I mean, now we have no idea, right? It's going to be up to whoever we hire and what they think about those players. Uh, I think there's a fair chance Njoku will be back uh, because what he got two more years on his contract, right? This was his yeah, third year. Yeah. Um, I'd say there's a pretty fair chance that someone can figure out how to use a big athletic uh body yeah they can run and and you know and they probably think they can get something out of them yeah bad hands but remember we talked about this a lot a lot of those big plays that happened last year in the second half of the season those vertical routes that we saw almost none of this year because that's Todd Haley's offense the vertical routes right apparently it's not Freddie's um a lot of those routes were set up by using Njoku as a decoy and he made a fair amount of plays last year remember the big 65 yard catch and run in the Cincinnati game that sealed the game at the end I mean Njoku had a lot of touchdowns last year I think we looked at was it eight or not eight touchdowns last year I think it was uh, because he's decent down as a big body down the goal line and uh, it's something the Browns did not do well this year so I think that a coach there's a coach could probably see value I think Schobert's probably done here we'll see if they hire a defense coach thinks they can get something out of him they like his tenacity um, and who knows he hasn't played great you know recently um, 
so maybe uh, there won't be that big offer, and maybe he'll come back on a smaller offer. What we'll all that remains to be seen. Uh, Njoku can't block, can't catch, um, but he looks pretty. So <laughs> good for him. Good for him. Uh, I'm really bummed about Kirksky. I, I love him. I, I think he's an incredible linebacker. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, I yeah, think when he's on the field, I think he's too. a leader. I think he's a great presence. Um, so I'm going to be bummed if uh, what hasn't worked out at all. He's just, it just hasn't worked out. Um, Jay, we're going to do a complete season recap here in a little bit. Um, complete with complete draft. We got the 10th pick, which is hilarious. Um, six Back and in 10. the top 10 where we belong. Six and 10. <laughs> uh, the Jets actually pick uh, after us. What is the Jets? Uh, Seven and nine, right? Yep. Remember what I told you? Nope. <laughs> I predicted the Jets went in, you know, six or I think I predicted them to go like six and one down the stretch. And I told you they were much better than you th- we thought. And that defense had a ton of talent. They just were so yeah. beat up early in the year. And and that showed to be true. I mean, that's the Jets, I think, going forward are going to be a force to be reckoned with. How about the Dolphins today winning at New England? The final moments fits magic, baby. Yep. Crazy. Yep, hey, yep. Uh, last question. And I remember I talked about that too. I said, why would they play early in the year? We said, why would they play Fitzmagic? Because he's just good enough to get them too many wins to get a super high draft pick, right? Yeah. And that turned out to be true. But but I talked about this on Twitter today too, and I think this is might have been – I don't want to say it's the last nail in, in Freddie's coffin, but all the, the three teams – look at the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Dolphins, right? Other teams with first-year head coaches were playing better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning of the season. Look at the Broncos ended up 7-9. and nine. They had a rookie quarterback go 4-1 and one down the stretch, Drew Locke, right? I mean, <laughs> that's how you're supposed to, it's supposed to be. When you're a, uh, you're, you know, people understand that a young coach is going to take your lumps. But with a young coach, you have to have it looking better at the end of the season than it did at the beginning of the season. And when it doesn't, what's your hope going forward unless, you know, you're tanking to get a uh, – for draft picks, if you're already a team that's already established, like the Browns that have players in key places already, and you look worse at the end of the season than you do at the beginning of the season, there's really no good argument to keep the coach. Hey, last question, Jay, and then we'll wrap up. Sure. What point of the season were you most disgusted with the Browns? Were you just like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst? What was that point in the season for you? Well, I've talked about this. My turning point in the entire season, and I've talked about this so many times, but I'm going to talk about it again, is the end of the first half against Seattle. That's when I knew that Freddie Kitchens had no idea how to, you know, the situational awareness line that I used that everyone else started using too, right? That he had no situational awareness. That moment right there, and then the fact that he didn't even say he was wrong the next day, that he he doubled down. Doubled down on, on right? Tony. And that was one of the – when I talked about his tone chains last week, he actually yeah. did it. Oh, yeah, when they asked him about that, you know, similar situation with the Ravens, why he didn't try to run any time off the clock or any of that. And he said – and he changed, oh, if I had to do over again, I would do it differently remember and that was the moment I was like hmm, this is interesting either he knows something or someone has said look some things are gonna have to change if you're gonna be back or whatever but I just thought it was interesting that his tone changed at that point but but that moment to me that's that's the moment when the season I think the season was lost and Freddie's job was that end of the first half against Seattle you know I lost faith in Freddie the next week after the bye week against New England but the the moment I was most frustrated bummed mad pissed whatever you wanted to say is like the middle the end of the third quarter against the Steelers in Pittsburgh um seeing that Pittsburgh team embarrass us that way um I, I was just like with the playoffs on the line like it was just it was a it, it was it was that was the worst part of the season in my opinion I mean I know, I know that's late I know it's after all those gaffes that we've talked about Freddie um, but still, 
despite all that, Jay, we had a shot for the playoffs in Pittsburgh against a crappy quarterback, and we got embarrassed um, against the Steelers of all teams. Um, yeah. So thank God the season's over. Uh, we're going to do something special here to wrap it up. Um, season recap, we'll look at the draft. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to compile all of the five hot minute segments again. So look forward to that dropping here the next couple of oh, days. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, I want to give shouts to our presenting sponsors, the place and aligned health center. Aligned health center is Northern Ohio's first chiropractic biopsis clinic. Their mission is simple. Tell people in the West, they can beat areas, achieve the best possible health and overall wellness. Also shouts to the place. The place is a full service fireplace and spa superstore. The place has been in business for 52 years, all family owned and operated, transforming your backyard into the backyard of your dreams. When you think of fireplaces, hot tubs, girls, and patios, think of the place. Also shouts to online motor credit for sponsoring our five hot minute segment all season long on the motor credit. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Any final thoughts on this? Freddie's gotten fired. <laughs> Freddie got fired podcast. You know, it's, it's, it's almost surreal. I mean, I remember us being so excited for the season yeah. and who, I mean, who would have ever thought it would end like this, right? I mean, it's just more Brown stuff, but Hey, at least they're trying to fix it. You got, like I said, you got to bring in an experienced coach that can handle these guys. Um, I, you know me, I'll never lose hope. I understand fans that are pissed. Um, <laughs> I mean, shot a lot of money, a lot of time a lot of energy in the team and it's just the same thing over and over and over. Let's just hope they get the right guy in here this time and let him do his thing. And, you know, we, it's, it, it, we're not, this isn't a rebuild. You know, this is a, this is a jump in the car. This is a new driver, right? For the car. This isn't, we don't got to dump the car and get a new one. We got the pieces in place. So hopefully we can just to get the right driver and be set and ready to roll. Hey, I want to share one last thing from our uh, friend of the show, Zach Jackson. This is this will be Baker Mayfield's fourth head coach in two and a half years. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, well, let's go, Browns. And here we go. Boop, boop. It's not a